Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnotthaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Hello? Hi, is this the... Is this Dr. Millier? Hi, Dr. Millier. Hello? I, yes, I... I uh, my name's Cash this Levy. Is this Dr. Millier? Hi, yeah. I, I just... I, I can hear you now. Can you hear me? Is this the podcast therapist? Well, I am a... Uh, yes, Dr. Millier, clinical... Podcast therapeutic clinician, yeah. Okay, well, I I wanted to talk to you about some of the stuff that's been going on with my podcast. Well, first, I, let's start here, please. Okay, uh, okay. So, you want to give me your name? You're the boss, doctor. I'm. My name's Cash Levy. <laughs> Cash Cash Levy. Okay, Cash Levy. I have a podcast. It's called uh, Cashing In with with TJ Miller, and and no. I just wanted to talk to you about it. I know it. Um, how many? How much do you charge per minute? Well, really, it's a sliding scale. You know, it just kind of depends on your background and what's going on. So I like to get to l- know a little bit more about you and, you know, and then we can... Okay, I'm, I'm comfortable so with that. That sounds like that, yeah. a good way to do it, well, just where I, where I find you, out later. Well, you, you, you're going to want to know if you want to work with me. Okay. And I, I want to so know on if the, I can help you. So we're not on the clock now. No, no, not yet. Of course oh, fantastic. Not. Well, let me just tell you about my situation. Uh, I have a podcast, and it's I'll be like, honest uh, with you. It's like too short. Uh, yeah. Promoters pay me ten grand just to breathe on the mic. What is it? You know, just to pick up the phone. I guess it would be for me. <laughs> anyway, I'm a, uh, Thanks, a large hip hop fan. Right? That I, you know, I'm way about two hundred and fifty. <laughs> well, it, the situation is just that I, I I needed someone to talk to. I don't think anyone would understand except mm-hmm. you. I've heard uh, you come highly recommended. I know Mark Maron calls you sometimes. Well, I, do. I know I'm Doug Benson at, calls I'm not you. At liberty to say who my clients are, but I do deal in. Uh, Sort of uh, many different uh, disorders of the podcasting functional mind. Is that yeah, like to and call that's it? and that's that's really what we're here. I mean, I appreciate you taking my call. Bottom line, I just feel like a failure. I've been doing my podcast for two years, and so far I've only had one guest, and, and it's kind of embarrassing. Uh, my guest keeps canceling. Well, is the format I don't, of the I think, show? Well, no, I, I don't think, and I don't think the listeners have even noticed at this so point. It's an interview show. Yeah, it's an interview show with different guests, mm. and I don't even mm. think the listeners have noticed. Mm. Um, in fact, I think some of the listeners think I've done it. I think some of the listeners think I've done it on purpose. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm just thinking. But, <laughs> but I think eventually they're going to find out. 
Okay. Well, I, well is you that know, you? Was that you? Sort of thinking about the yeah, situation? Yes, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah most um, of us don't think out loud like that. Or well, when we do, I'm, when we do, we I'm call not it talking. Out loud. I'll tell you. When right we now, do, we call it talking. When we think out loud. Well, I'll tell you right now. I, I'm not thinking out loud. Uh, if I was, then I would be saying, "Well, I wonder what did you know?" This but I, I have this one guest that comes on every time, and I'm not going to say who he is. And he's and the fans love him. So like the podcast is going. Pretty well, as far as they're concerned. But all he does is come on and just make fun of, now, what of is, the way I okay, talk. Now, he, I, I can tell he you just right makes fun of the way I talk. There seems to be some neurosis rooted in paranoia. Well, that's why I'm calling you, doctor. Yeah, for you specifically. It seems how like did, you How do you pronounce your name again? Uh, Millier. Millier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dr. Millier. Monsieur's Millier. Yeah, okay. They say when it's more than one of me. But that doesn't happen that often, does it? I wonder. And, and now, that, of- that was thinking out loud. Now, here, here's what I'm going to say. Uh, I'm going to need to know about the podcast. Okay. Uh, I can feel some neurosis from you. Do you find that when you're on the road, do you do live podcasts? Yes. Okay. Do you find, well, this I guess a two-part question. One, when you're on the road, do you find yourself thinking about the podcast a lot? Even if you're just, you yourself are headlining, I assume you're a headliner, I don't speak with. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, and and I do. I think about it all the time. You do. Yeah, you know, I think about how to get you think new about guests it when you're at home. I think about it all the time. Really, I'm I'm obsessed with when you're it. with your sons or two sons and your mm-hmm. your wait, wife. Wait, wait a second. How, how how did you how did you know that? I'm one of the best in my field. You're good at Mr. what you do. Is it Levy? Levy, yeah, Cash Levy, Mr. Levy, yeah, Cash like Levy. To, I'd like to take on your. Your case. Oh, well, this is great. I'm so excited because there's things that I want to discuss with you. Like, I'm almost afraid to interview another guest now because I've, I'm so used to this one guest. Even though he mocks me most of the show, I still feel like I, I, I am friends with him, by the way. He's Look, a good guy. I, I charge 2132 cents a minute. Well, that sounds really reasonable. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to do the math, but I think that sounds great. Okay, excellent, excellent. Well, let's, let's begin here. Do you so- want to just... Uh, let's move it along. We have a, a section we like to call maskers, and people have sent in a ton of maskers I wanted to get to. Um, so let's what do is that. that? Maskers a, is like masks. Um, is it sort of asking questions? No, about- it's not about masks. Why do people always? Why do they? Why do people always think it's about masks? This is really starting to piss me off. Okay. Okay. It's not. It's ask seems the okay. masters. Okay. Ask seems the masters. Seems- it's not about masks. It's not about, you know, you masking tape on your wall. I get it, yeah. I don't know okay? why you didn't call it Aster. It's, it's not all. about uh, a, a movie called Mask. Yeah, why, I just don't know why you didn't. So stop asking that, okay, seriously. I, I, I didn't call you and pay you money to mock okay. my show like Absolutely. this. It's called Maskers. Ask the Masters. Got it? Yeah, why don't you call Let it Let me that? make one thing clear. <laughs> you will not mock the Maskers segment. Okay. It doesn't happen on my watch. Yeah, see here, our time is up. Just kidding. Uh, why didn't you just call it the Askers? You, I, I what, the, okay, but, all right, I, okay, fair enough, fair I, enough. I warned you. Well, what the, who the, where the, how the, Horton, here's, here's the, the who the. Who the. Uh, uh, Monsieur Provocateur asks, binge winking, a home wrecking habit or a great way, great way to make friends? I really like the concept of binge winking. Binge winking. I We've talked about that, that on the show. Be a cash phrase. It's, yeah, binge winking. I think it's a great way to make friends. I mean, has anyone ever died from excessive winking? I think that's more likely to have happened back in the day when people winked more. I don't think people wink as much. It people used to be super horny people would wink a lot, and it was a, it's a dying art. Yeah, and they would you know you open one I don't eye know if you really feel wide. This, but I am a, I'm winking. <laughs> 
Well, that is a great wink. I can tell from <laughs> from the way your tongue. You, people is used to fun. wink all the time, and they don't do it as much anymore. It's sort of a dying art. I wink uh, quite a bit because I am very horny. I actually, I mean, I'll fuck till I sail. Oh, you're very yeah. You don't fuck till you truck. Yeah, I'll fuck till I boat, till I speedboat. But I've never, I don't know even what that would mean. Yeah, fucking yeah. till you truck. What, yeah. what is that? I don't, mean? I don't know why he says that. Like I said, my my guest is is on my show so often that I, I get used to the things he says. I don't even understand what they. Yeah, what, that doesn't what he really seem means. like something that anyone should yeah. ever say. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's an affliction people take seriously, though. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think you can take an affliction seriously. Uh, unless someone dies from it, right? You can overdose on drugs or alcohol. Can you overwink? That's the question. I don't think Binge so. winking. Can you overwink? No? I don't think so. No, I, th- I mean, I think you're, you're only bound to make a bunch of friends. So, mm-hmm. sorry, go ahead. Okay. Next question. Uh, Levi Priner, uh, P-R-E-I-N-E-R. Rule number one. Do butterflies remember being caterpillars? Now, that's not a rule, though. That's a question. So what... Uh, it I is on my show. Sense. Yeah. Oh, it is? Yeah. Rules are questions on my show. Well, what are questions? That hasn't been discussed. Well, they've got to be statements or rules. Well, probably. Yeah. Question number one. Stop asking that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll yeah. follow the questions. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, do butterflies remember being caterpillars? It's a good question. I hope not. That was yeah. probably pretty horrifying. Terrible. That metamorphosis. Yeah. Uh, you know, they might see other caterpillars and say, look at that ugly fucking bug. Mm. Them not knowing themselves that they had been caterpillars at one point. Do you think that... Perhaps that's a metaphor for humanity, that people seem to, once they become themselves, a better version of themselves, it's hard for them to even remember yeah. their former self. I think a better question, though, is does a butterfly ever try to have sex with a caterpillar? Well, that would be a better rule. Yeah. Better rule, According number one. Okay. Well, I guess question number two is... I mean, maybe just to... It would do humanity well to remember that they were a caterpillar, and that was the only way they could become the butterfly. <laughs> well, that's our time. Thank you so much, Cleveland. Oh, I'm just teasing. Go ahead. Um, just a couple more, and then I... I it is... This is... I'm, I'm looking at my numbers. I've got a good handle here. on this, but yeah, let's, I'd say let's do two or three more. Two or three more, but I'm looking Can at Can you hear it. me? Yeah, I can hear Hello? you. Hello, yeah, I can hear you still. Hello, um, this fella. Are you, uh, is somebody in there or what? <laughs> are you writing a novel in there? <laughs> Jesus! Uh, I want to give it a flush, or it's going to push you up towards the ceiling. Sorry, I'm uh, I'm trying to use the men's room here in the hallway. Uh, Stephen Scott, who's a, a great friend of the show, he, he actually uh, he puts together some of the uh, worst of cashing in. Really? With T.J. Miller episodes. A very funny guy. Does he ever... uh, Uh, He he, he smells like a pile of uh, rosemary and thyme got mixed in with uh, elderly people's bile after eating solely (laughs) McFlurries and potatoes for a long time? I feel like you've listened to the show. This is getting... I have not. No, okay. I'm a big comedy Bang Bang fan, and I like What the Fuck with Mark Maron. Those are my two favorite. They just speak more to... uh, the intellectual side of me. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. I do enjoy Doug Loves Groovies, mm-hmm. uh, which is, uh, I think he has 58 podcasts, and this one is him enjoying sort of groovalicious funk beats, <laughs> just even guitar licks yeah. uh, while he's high. Yeah, with, with, with one friend, right? Oh. No. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Stephen Scott asks, uh, what's the best name for the Excuse next... Excuse me, I have an allergy to bullshit. <laughs> 
Continue. You better, you better avoid that uh, 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 that shit orchard. Uh, what's the best name for the next Transformers sequel? Transformers 5. Five Fast, Five Furious. Mm, yeah, okay. Transformers 5. National Landmarks Be Damned. Okay, I like that. Transformers 5. Moon Wizard 2. This time, it's even more personal. Well, that's absurd. It does make me laugh, but I, I don't even know what Moon Wizard is. Moon Wizard. Yes, I heard you the first time. Um, just feels good to say it. Well, it? I haven't said it, so I can't uh, say it. Just say it once. I really please, appreciate please say it. it. I think that it's the role of the therapist to decide what okay. you say. Okay. Um, Moon wizard, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> it did feel good, didn't it? I stand corrected. Um, okay, one more. Uh, Adam Nicolets at After the Bull writes: At what time in history was licking your wounds a doctor advised treatment? Oh, I'd say before any hashtag, sort of hashtag first responders. I think that's a good one. I mean, I think that's a funny one. Uh, he, uh, I mean, I like the idea that early on, that was really what the doctors would do. They'd just say, just, just lick it. And then I mean, after that, true, long yeah. after that, when people wanted to feel good, they would say, that's before the, Taste it. That's, that's Taste from it. even before Taste washing, it. you know? Taste it. I think until there was a washing of the wounds, you would just, yeah, people Just would, lick it. Just lick your wounds. Yeah, you know, for a while, people had dogs solely to lick their wounds. It wouldn't have been as hard back then to train uh, to be a doctor. A dog and, I mean, was your the profession, original doctor. Yeah, your profession. That's true. Yeah, your profession is really advanced. Yeah. Uh, leaps and bounds. I mean, talking to you, I can tell you're a very uh, educated man. Uh, well, I can tell you quite a few things about yourself. Now, we are out of yeah, time. Yeah, okay. Okay, thank I'm you, afraid. doctor. So thank I'll, you, doctor. I, I like what do you think call... about the show? Well, I like to call my sessions sort of their own podcasts. And uh, often when I have a session that runs long, but the uh, prognosis or the diagnosis is going to be even longer, um, I call those sessions my cliffhangers. Oh, cliffhanger sessions. Yeah, so mm-hmm. um, we can speak again. Now, remember, uh, I will lead by saying that uh, the prognosis is not good. Oh, and the diagnosis has, I think, more to do with you than the format of the show itself, mm. preventing you from having the guests that you either want or feel you need. I might even say that you feel you deserve. Mm. There seems to be some inferiority. <laughs> well, you know what I'm going to do then. I'm I've never c- been good at saying that. Name. I'm going to, yeah, not not at all. I, I'm not that good at it. Really bad. I, at that. I don't think I'll ever be as good as other people. At You're it. terrible at saying inferiority complex. Yeah, and that's one of your weaknesses, I think, as a doctor. And I'd like to call you in uh, in the future. And maybe give you a little brief account of how I felt about your work. But for now, I'm just going to lie in the corner and lick my wounds. I think that's a good idea. And uh, I will say, uh, next session, let's let's do that. I'll sort of give you a rundown of what I think is going on with the show. And you can tell me what you thought of uh, the session. And then maybe we can continue to work together. Or uh, you can basically go shit in a hat and wear it for Christmas. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you, Mr. Levy. <laughs> You know what we like to do, and it's, it's so good to see you again, TJ. I, I had no idea you'd be here. Uh, Neither did I. Creating I mean, your new brew. I always love it when you're on your show. You were my first, uh, you're really one of my first guests that I had on the show. And it's so exciting to have you back uh, for another it. episode. I never know if I'll see you again, and here you are. No, I love uh, doing it. Do you remember it. how the, the format of the show? 
think so. Yeah, what happens is we usually start things off with the uh, triple, triple banger, banger lightning round. round. Uh, <laughs> that was good. It felt real. Triple banger lightning round. Question one. Question one. Books. Making people fat since 1485? Do you just mean that you're sedentary? Yeah, I mean, people, I think people give a lot of criticism to television, but I'll bet books were the old television. I mean, they used to be very active. I mean, I would think that the best uh, charades players were the cavemen. I mean, uh, Right, because they always had a jester. Yeah, they had to act out their stories and stuff. They'd like draw a picture on a wall and they'd have to act it out. And it was storytelling. It was very physical. They would burn calories. And that's why humanity survived. Once books started, people got really fucking lazy. Okay, I mean, somebody just gave books. me an 800-page book and it's like having a needy girlfriend. I'm going to tell you, it's really... Read me. It's a constant... <laughs> It's really. I love. Do you really? You feel guilt if you're not reading. I feel like the, he keeps asking, "Have you read it yet?" And I'm like, and I'm like, I better read it. It's 800 pages. I'm just saying, books are are really, you know, well, not they, getting enough criticism. They were the first television, probably right, which is weird. Because right. were there books that were kind of the reality television of that time? Like, you know, there's some Victorian guy who's like, "Oh my god, I'll never admit it in mixed company," but. Uh, I love those books about the, you know, the people that are just sort of fucking each other and obsessed with fame and have terrible values. But I, I can't tell anybody. Have you read the, the uh, Quentin Abbey Shore? Have you read that? No, uh, yeah. That is literally the best I could do. Yeah. Making Jersey Shore a Victorian era book. Quentin Abbey Shore? <laughs> Yeah, I made up. Well, you know, there's. I didn't know any city. Where did, you know, I don't know English. I don't know. I really did think about this. I was like, okay, what English city during that time would be near the beach or at least be the equivalent? I, I think you're going to go. I should have done United States because I could have gone I, back to Atlantic City. I think you're going to go mayor of Jersey Shore, like mayor of Casterbridge. Yeah, that would have been better. Mm-hmm. But I did the best I could, and that was Quentin Abbey. <laughs> I love reading, though. I do. I'm just saying, you know, we need, to, we need a little more criticism of That's books. That's a weird thing. That, don't you think that was it's a little It's a great weird? segue. Or at least that you... <laughs> That's a segue I'm very proud of. In fact, we take little sections of the show and we send them off, uh, you know, online, that kind of thing. Do... That's the section I'm going to send. Where I say, uh, I like books. <laughs> and then I sort of trail off. I mean, I think that, uh, I like that you said, I do like reading, though. I will defend the art of reading. Look, my vision was that all of this would have gone better so far. Uh, No, my my vision, I mean, it, it wasn't, I mean, my vision was just that the entire book section, I thought, really, when I envisioned this uh, triple banger, uh, this is sort of, yes, yes. Really jumped the gun on that. That's a premature sound cue right there. Um, Now, I just pictured, I thought that the charades part was really going to be where this whole conversation was going to really take off. I I think it's a funny idea that cavemen were good at charades. That's, I thought, the real meat of the discussion. And they were sort of the the original Pictionary. And you start talking about Winston Abbey or... Well, what about Pictionary? They were the ones first drawing... 
Like, I, I saw a, a, you know, I saw a, a, uh, God, motherfucker! And then they just found some charcoal, and they were like... And the other cavemen are like, what is it? Is it a buffalo? And he's like, mm. <laughs> what, what was it? Did you see a monster, a dinosaur? And he's like, like, what was it? And then the first time man really spoke was when he's like, it's a fucking giraffe. Look at the neck. God damn it. What are these words? <laughs> see, that's exactly what I was picturing. And I just had to kickstart you a little bit. That was funny. I, I mean, that's the thing. I, we had an opener in Nebraska. It hasn't come out yet. Actually, when you hear this, it'll have come out. And it, you'll have heard it, or they'll have heard it by the time. Uh, who cares? Time is so complicated to explain. Time the bottom line is, is that episode will have aired by the time uh, you, know, you hear this episode. And, of course, you're sitting here right now. So we're really in the past, and we're about to jump into the future. <laughs> but... You guys don't know it yet, but you're about to, if you listen to the show, uh, you'll know that in Nebraska, the opener involved a, a stolen woolly mammoth tusk, and uh, I was defending T.J. Miller in a trial, and not many people in Nebraska had ever heard the podcast, and I had such great visions of this opener, and it was a fucking disaster. <laughs> well, I mean, they didn't know what the fuck the show was. I'm like, we're here to defend T.J. Miller. For the yeah. stolen woolly mammoth tusk. And, I, and they're like, what the fuck are we doing? But to be fair... They had never heard the show before, and it did not explain to them what was happening, and it was complete silence, and I knew it beforehand, and we both talked about it. We're like, That's, I'm going to go down hard well, on that, that opener. I'm going down hard, but I wrote it, and I, I was like, you. I have to hear it go down hard. I have to hear it fail, just to prove that it I will. I admire because I, what I said to you, and to be fair, this isn't I told you so, but I was like, I don't think most people from Omaha no. know that yeah. Nebraska is home to the largest right. woolly mammoth bone. Yeah. What is it? Was it a jaw? It was a woolly mammoth bone, uh, uh, a fossil. It was a which fossil, you allegedly right. stole. And, but you and I said, thought it was genius when I came up with but it. you also said it's not going to work. I know that, yeah, but I, did I, say I that. have to do it. Exactly. I said it's something I have to do. It's sort of like the scorpion that rides the, uh, uh, the frog. Uh, you know that old uh, parable? That old parable, the scorpion that rides the frog. <laughs> yeah, it's one of my favorite parables. It's the scorpion uh, that rides the frog. Uh, and uh, look it up. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I'll, I'll say. So the scorpion, is, is the, the, the scorpion says, I want to ride across the river, uh, the Hood River. And... Uh, <laughs> Just to make this local, because that's what I do as a comedian. <laughs> it is true. I make You're it seem good. like all my jokes happen in that town. And uh, so you go across the Hood River, uh, and the, the scorpion says, well, give me a ride. And the frog says, I can't give you a ride. You're going to bite me, and, and, and I'm going to drown. And, and the scorpion said, well, why would I do that? I mean, if I bite you and you drown, uh, I'm going to drown too, because uh, I can't swim. So we'd both die. So that would be crazy. And the... the, the uh, Hold on. Uh, and, uh, Scorpions can't swim? What if that was all I took from it? <laughs> I was just like, I get it. Scorpions can't swim. <sighs> all right. So, so, so the, the, the frog says, well, okay, scorpion, get on my back. And uh, they're riding across the river, having a good time, just chatting, kind of small talking about, uh, you know, woolly mammoth tusks and Michael Bruce, that kind of thing. About, yeah. so, talking about podcasts they like, that kind of thing. To the and frog, then, do you play and then, frog yeah, with your friends a that lot? Kind of that kind of stuff. Did you like yeah. the game Frogger? Stuff like that. Stuff like that. And then the scorpion bites the frog and, uh, and stings the frog. Thank you. <laughs> bites him with his stinger. 
I've never been heckled. I've never been been heckled. (laughs) Never been heckled during a parable before. Uh, Of course, never really tried to tell one either. Uh, live like this. How fun is that person in conversation? Just that's what he is. They're telling somebody's telling a parable or just talking about a scorpion. I saw a scorpion the other day, but I was afraid it was going to bite me. And you just are like, sting you. <laughs> the scorpion would sting you. You see, we don't talk like that here in Quinton Abbey. <laughs> He's very literal too. He's like, where's the microbrew? Um, you mean microbrewery? Yeah. Um, so yeah, he stings uh, the scorpion. Stings the frog, and as the frog is is dying, he says, "Why did you sting me? Now we're both going to die." And the scorpion said, uh, "I'm a scorpion. Uh, that's what I do." Oh God! So he's also a sarcastic dick at the end of their deaths. <laughs> like it's bad enough you're dying, but for the last words you hear to be like, "I'm a scorpion. That's what I do." So. Um, you know, I write shitty openers for my podcast, and I will deliver them. That's what I do. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And fuck you. Your mama gonna be sad when she hear how you are correcting people's sting versus bites. <laughs> So you got to be a part of some sort of tribe, you know? Well, you haven't been to Cleveland? No, I... Yeah, or they've I've got been... a tribe there. The Cleveland Indians? Yeah. <laughs> Should have saved that joke for Cleveland. <laughs> Let's move it along to where were you? Where were you? It's to say, oh... Auxiliary banger round. Um... I, uh... He had it somehow. <laughs> I, we were in, uh, um... Nebraska in Omaha, and we snuck into, or I snuck into uh, Transformers with T.J. Miller. He actually, you watched me sneak in. Did you pay? It was, yeah, I did pay. That's weird. It is, it is, and it is. I it's snuck very in. very funny. There was this one guy, uh, he, he sold me the ticket, and I was like, thank you so much, man. And then I ran to get popcorn, and I came back, and I was like, can you break this, uh, you know, this, this $1 bill? And, uh, and he, and he goes, yeah, yeah. And then he does it, and he goes, um, by the way, you're really good in the movie. Anyway, see you later. <laughs> and it's this weird thing where it wasn't cool that he was like, see you later. It just looked weird. But he, if you want to, he could he like, he, that's the time. The only yeah. thing that you can do in a movie theater, I was talking about how I used to work at a McDonald's, which is true, and I would always, if somebody was nice or I liked them or they were having a bad day, right. I'd give them a large fry instead of a medium because McDonald's can't tell. Yeah. And I think the only thing you could do in a movie theater is let somebody go in for free, yeah. and he didn't go for that. That's the only possibility you have for being cool to people, and he didn't choose that option. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just a job perk that you can sort of exploit to make, yeah. you know, do something but nice. I'm, but I'm someone. more interested in, in how I looked sneaking into your well, movie. Well, here's the thing. I had never seen Cash sneak into anything. I don't think. Have I? No. And Cash, you should know this, is a, a noted sneak-in. I mean, he's one of the best sneak-ins that ever has been. I maintain he's like a great con man. He can just look... You can just sneak in anything. How many you've sneaked into hundreds World of sporting events, World Super Series, Bowls. you know, Super Bowls, these sorts of things. Uh, I have a book that a uh, man I've, I've been trying to finish my book for two years. It's called uh, No Twicket. No. <laughs> I'll just just stop so and excited. I'll get mocked right here. You're, you're so excited to do taking it to the tweets. 
that you just started to put a W in. The, what is it? It's, the book's called No Ticket Required. Uh, and uh, it's about all my sneaking exploits. But uh, so I snuck into your movie, and it was with the p- uh, people that were, went to the podcast, and we all sat and watched the movie. And so you got to see me do a sneak in, then you have to see my favorite practical living from one of the early episodes where you see a trailer during a movie, and it looks terrible. And you wait till the trailer just ends. They just roll like who's doing the movie or who the producer is, and you just yell, No! <laughs> it. Worked. It kills. You, you crushed so hard. He got that was the biggest laugh. Biggest laugh of the, of the week. We had done a show earlier where both of us went up, and the biggest laugh of the evening was what? What, what was it? Which do we remember? I don't know what movie it was. It was like some like the sequel to the sequel of Three Hundred. Has or to be a bad movie that everyone agrees they don't want to see. So don't burn it. And I was wondering if that movie at the time I was like, I don't know if I should do this now. This sequel looks kind of or this. Um, this preview looks kind of good. I don't know if it's going to work, but I said to go for it, and it really paid dividends. It really crushed. It's good to get just a one laugh set. That's all it is. And once stand up ends for me, I'm just going to be an old man just going to movies, waiting for a bad trailer. Right when it ends, no! And I'm going to get a laugh. It's going to be sweet. Yeah. I mean, people literally laugh so hard, I thought it was going to be like, And then carry out and get the champagne out. Because it really, it was perfectly timed. That's the reason. Let's move along to uh, uh, a section we like to call uh, Tiny Opinions. Though they are, in fact, normal-sized men, they have tiny opinions. Um, I I just love the final little... This sort of reminds me of, of, of the closet thing, but I, I went to an open house the other day, and the, it was a four-bedroom house with six bathrooms. Uh, and I don't think the amount of bathrooms in your house should exceed uh, the amount of rooms in your house. It's totally insane. I mean, I when mean, are six people going to be over and need you, to... When, or when each person at in the, the same time wants to be able to go to the bathroom and then go to another bathroom for the shower. Yeah, I don't want to... <laughs> But I don't want to be in a scenario where six people are using the restroom at once. What if only one person lives there, and they have more bedrooms than they need also, but they like to sleep in a different bed every night of the week, and then Saturday and Sunday, it's a fucking wild card, and Friday's on the floor. (laughs) And then they have six bathrooms, because they like to do each part of their morning in a different bathroom. So they got their brushing the teeth bathroom. Okay. They're shaving their face bathroom. They're going to the bathroom, bathroom, which is a little redundant, but still, you got to have a bathroom to go to the bathroom. Shit, that's what it's called. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, you know, they're combing their hair bathroom, and then they're putting on the clown makeup and looking deep into your own eyes, and then washing it off, and then going to work bathroom. Okay, well, you know, you've made a great case here. You've convinced me. I, I did not know that. It's not as good as yours. Um, Here's my tiny opinion. Okay. Everybody knows what it's like to be a drug addict. Everybody does because of fast food. I really believe that because I think there's just not a lot of people who drive by a fast food place and they're like, ugh, disgusting. We do think that now because they've told us what's in it. That's why no one should eat it at all. But it's, you walk by a Burger King or a Taco Bell, part of you yeah. wants to go in there, and it's an act of will not to. I really believe that. Yeah, it's very hard not to. 
You have to sort of quit it also. If you eat it every day, to stop eating it is really, really hard. There's something in it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's nicotine in cigarettes, there's alcohol in alcohol, <laughs> there's fun in drugs, and there is... There is some sort of chemical in fast food that makes you want to keep on coming back for more. It's true. You saw me today order a Burger King Whopper and, and a Burger King chicken sandwich, only eat half of each, and still feel like I just... And we were walking back from a pizza place. and Where, to be fair, I didn't eat any pizza, but I did have a but bite still, of it, and it yeah. was delicious. Yeah. That's the thing of it. And I haven't, had, I haven't been to Burger King in probably a year, probably a year. Yeah. Now, TJ was mentioning that the Burger King will eventually close, and he felt, you know, that he needed to, you know, sort of give them his respect Support by them. buying and the chicken you know, sandwich. Was merely a, a nostalgia thing. I told you that it was my favorite <laughs> yeah. sandwich growing up. I would do anything for it. I mean, I, I cut another fourth grader one time to <laughs> for his chicken sandwich, and I ate half of it, gave it back to him, dressed the wound, and uh, helped him into the ambulance. I, it was a very confusing time in my life. <laughs> We're going to finish up with maskers. We're, uh, this uh, section we like to call maskers. Like 85% of superheroes, this is maskers. I think we take some live ones. Okay. And then. Okay. Well, one, let's it. do a couple of these. Yeah, I just do want to mention that uh, it's called maskers. But it is not, you can ask us questions about anything because we're masters of everything. It's sort of the joke. And so that's what it is. It's just asking questions about anything. It's not about masks. So I don't want any questions about masks. I don't want any mention of masks. We couldn't call it askers because that's, it's not a real name. It's just a description of you who are asking. So no masks, Okay. Go ahead. Wow. That's cool. You you kept that pretty calm. That's good. Uh, Nick Mesh. Just no masks. You know what I mean? Because people, now I say it and you're like, ha ha, now I'll be funny and I will yell something about masks. Just don't do it. Just don't fucking do it. Don't put my back against the wall. Okay, Terrell. Mama's in the corner. <laughs> Daddy's out to lunch. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Terrell Mack writes: uh, When you're painting a room, uh, do you put masking tape uh, on the corners of the room, or do you leave that uh, blank? I think you you put masking tape, right? Yeah, just mask question. No, that's about masking tape. Yeah. I just don't want them to talk about masks. Yeah, okay. Ted Smith asks, uh, in the movie uh, Wait, The Mask... Wait, fuck her! <laughs> what did she say? Scotch tape or masking tape? Uh, masking tape. Oh, no, that's okay. Go ahead. <laughs> in the movie The Mask... Nope. Why are you reading ones that... No, okay, I'll try to find one that's different. Nick Metsch writes, uh, my brother's also a 12 and a halfer. 
uh, graduated Navy boot camp and couldn't wait to catch up on cashing in. Um, this concerns me that our Navy uh, is listening to this show. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, like, well, how you... stealthy can you be if you're going into battle going, Dishai shy! Dishai shy! Like, I'm afraid... I mean, the, I, is our is our is our navy is our military battle ready? If they're listening to this show, it's a little bit frivolous. Uh, yeah, I, uh, well, he said he can't wait to catch up. So I think oh, they're not allowed to listen out there. Yeah, well, I was going to say that makes even me stranger. Good. Is what if on what if, what if on enough naval bases they were listening to cashing in that they're like, it's done. You can't do it. You're going to have to catch up when you're out of the service. <laughs> it's making you stupider. This is funny. Uh, Chris UK Brain Trust uh, wrote a couple caught having sex on the restaurant. Uh, carry on after the police ordered them to stop. I got a bunch of these. Apparently, um, some people were having sex on top of a Chipotle. And, uh, a Chipotle. Chipotle. Um, a lot of people asked. I mean, I got a ton of these yesterday that, you know, is it because the parking lot's too small? Uh, why is it that people are having sex on top of a, a Chipotle? Let's take some live ones. You want to take some live ones? Right? Don't okay. You think? Yeah. Guys, all right. Now it's up to you, the audience. You can ask anything. This is a live maskers. Well, you can't ask anything. Um, does anybody have a question you'd like to ask us? We will be sure to give you the right answer. Right there. Go ahead. <laughs> oh god that's terrifying that is terrifying get out what are those are those Nancy Grace masks you fucking maniacs it's blinding me it looks like a fish face fuck somebody fist fucking a pile of shit <laughs> Those are terrifying. Take them off right this instant. Where did you get those? Oh, they made them, yeah. That's a weird part of your lives. <laughs> that would have been a weird moment going into the Kinkos and being like, can you print out two large Nancy Grace faces? We're going to a podcast taping at 420. <laughs> They're like, I'm sorry, did you say mass? You're making mass out of can Nancy you... Grace? You went, oh, wait, when did you say the show was? Can okay. you just stand Go up ahead. and show the rest of the crowd? I don't think people understand how cool that looks. Look at that. <laughs> I mean, that's really awesome. That's terrifying. Imagine, that's like what it looks like for her to look in the mirror. <laughs> think of how sad that would yeah, make you. Yeah, if you guys look at each other right now, you'll have the experience of Nancy Grace looking in the mirror. It's terrifying. Oh, yeah. my God. I mean... It, that's horrifying. Will remember, you use those I remember for when Halloween we... or during the purge? Because <laughs> that is fucking terrifying. <laughs> they didn't even have any questions. They just put the masks on. Do we have any, que- any other masker questions? Anybody? Nobody's curious about anything? Right there, right over there. Yep, yep. Uh, it's two by two. What? It's a square, somebody said. Jesus, what a know-it-all crowd. 
Oh, two by two? Oh, yeah? What do you mean, two sides by two sides? So you mean two parallel sides and then two parallel... That's a square, actually. Right, so you got your penis square hole? That's it? No. Two millimeters by two millimeters is the diameter on either side. It's a fucking circle. Of course the diameters are the same. <laughs> you probably think scorpions bite. Uh, they sting. Uh, we had one over here. Oh, there's another person what? with a what that? mask. That looks That's like really a... really terrifying. Can we bring the house lights up again to see... So like a, it's like a deer. No, it's a rat. Oh, God. It's a giraffe! You're fine, my friend. Since caveman times, people have been trying to describe you. They've tried to draw you and draw you until they had to make up human language. What's that? Oh, okay, now things got mean. Uh, remember when it was like a feel-good night of the year? And now it got vicious. Any questions? All night they were waiting to set that up. He's like, you'll wear the mask. And Come then on. I will yell out, it looks like cash. It was, yeah. That was the that was appropriate thing. I don't think I look like a giraffe, do I? No, no. nobody looks like a giraffe. <laughs> I mean, me. I look a like a giraffe. Does anybody have a question that doesn't have to do with masks? Yeah. Yo. I need this to be longer. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Is he right now? No, no, he's in Brooklyn. Is that where she has her layer? No, that's she does in have Queens. layers. <laughs> um, no, he's yeah, he did not. Okay, any other questions? <laughs> this has been a weird one. No, I, I have one more. I, you know, I'm going to read one because this is something we talked about last night. Um, Gabe Kelly writes, "The moon, son of the night." <laughs> We feel like, I feel, we've, we've argued a little bit, but I think I now have brought you around to my side. We feel that the moon just doesn't get enough, uh, enough respect. And our goal for the show is to get the moon some more respect. Well, the moon's doing everything because... it can. The moon's so beautiful, and it's doing everything it can every day. It even sort of remarkets itself as the month goes on. Like, look at me. Sometimes it even tries to go in front of the sun. Well, here, with the eclipse, just like, fuck you, sun. And tries to, but it's really trying to get our respect. You've got to preface this by saying that sunsets, everybody loves the sun. Sunny days, nobody doesn't like a sunset. It would be so weird if three or four people were watching a sunset and one of them turns like, not for me. (laughs) This is ugly. That's insane. But you were saying that, yeah, the moon is... People don't talk about, you know, you'll say the moon is pretty when it's a full moon. Yeah. Usually if it's a crescent moon, they're just like, ah, fucking, there's a moon. Right? Yeah, no, I haven't heard people say that. I don't feel like people are like, fuck the moon, but they just don't give it enough love. You know, the the nights of the full moon, uh, when there's a full moon, people stay awake 24 minutes longer. Yeah, you were saying that. Because people love the full moon, but then, you know, the half moon, the crescent moon, they don't have enough respect, you know? We need to give some love to the moon, right? So, yeah. When you look at the moon through a telescope, it's so beautiful. You look at the sun through a telescope, (laughs) it will fuck your face up. And that accounts for what happened to Nancy Grace. Yes. She she just held a magnifying glass to her face until it melted into a fear-mongering terrifier of innocent people. She perpetuates a culture of fear. 
We have. We should mention this. This is. No, our, this is. I think. Yeah. We should. This. This, this, this is the show. This, this is, is the magazine uh, that I don't know if you heard on a previous episode, but um, this fella uh, Devlin Farmer. Uh, they call it, he made this magazine for his. You know, I did an interview with him, thinking it was, you know, I talked to him for about an hour, did an interview with him on the phone, and then uh, at the end I said, "So what, what's the uh, what's the magazine for? Uh, where will I, you know, where can I pick it up at the uh, local news rack?" And he said, "No, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm. It's a school project." And I said, "Oh, uh, like uh, like college or uh, what, what university you go to?" He's like, "No, I'm I'm in uh, I'm in eighth grade." Uh, <laughs> And uh, so he made a magazine, though, and I, and Devlin is here, I believe. And right, can we can we bring him up? Just, oh yeah, uh, Devlin. And I want come on up here, Devlin, Devlin Farmier. And a lot of people think we we're protecting his name by using a fake name. Uh, we're not, but it's not. Yeah. No, that is his name, Devlin Farmier. Farmier doesn't sound like a real last name to me. It isn't. It isn't. Yeah. I'm going under an alias. They don't kick my ass like you said you would. On. <laughs> I mean, I was trying to make but, fun of your name. I don't but, need you coming up here. But wait, this Devlin, you're going under an alias so you don't get your ass kicked, but we can see you right now. <laughs> I feel like you're really tempting the lion here. Says the person who literally cloned TJ and put him in a McFlurry cellar so we would have a TJ to interview during the zombie apocalypse. Okay, I didn't think this was going to be so uh, argumentative. Uh, <laughs> Uh, he's really going to be a good reporter. I got to tell you that right now. Come up here, Devlin. I think it's really cool that you, uh, Devlin, around Devlin, applause. It's just Devlin. Devlin created like charts and stuff. Look, he created charts. This is the uh, Skipping Nichols so chart. Let, let us say though that this is what. Well, why don't you say what the project was? Do you want to come okay, over here? So, yeah. Uh, no, you know what? I'm a little. I don't. Keep your feet to yourself, pal. Okay. <laughs> These are all podcast references. I'm serious. <laughs> Now here's the thing. So we had the school project, and it was to do a magazine, do it on something you really like, you know. It's and people are like, oh, we'll do it on like some soccer team I've never heard of, or we'll do it on you know all this crazy shit. And I didn't know what was going on, so I decided, hey, I've got a photographic memory of basically everything that's ever happened in cashing in with T.J. Miller. I've like, listened to every episode at least three times, except for Holiday Loopholes, which is not on iTunes. So you really screwed me over there. I really. <laughs> Devin, I, I, I think your uh, animal doppelganger is the scorpion. Uh, uh, you got you to gotta come in here and talk a little bit closer because okay, it, it's, okay. a, it's a podcast. Um, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, um, uh, yeah, that's just the kind of scorpion I am. And here's the thing. So, yeah, I fucked the call back up. It's not important. Now, here's the thing. So, I was like, okay, I've got a photographic memory of the show, and I decided to make this, this magazine, and... I was all like, holy shit, wait, who am I going to interview? It's like Jonas Polsky or like who, who is an expert on cashing in? Because that was like it. It's like, can I interview myself? Can I get somebody to interview me? And it's like, no. So it's like, okay, Jesus. And I went on Facebook and I was a kiss ass. And I was like, hey, please let me interview you. It'll be so fun. We'll, we'll talk about it. And, you know, we did. And it was good. And I obviously knew more about Cash's show than he did. <laughs> but you got to understand, you know, it's, it is, uh, Cash listens to a lot of the episodes, but it is so weird. Think how weird it would be if we recorded this podcast and we were here for it. We heard right. all of the things that we said. And then to go home right away at night and, and just listen again. 
to ourselves. Like I listen when I when I label it, I just kind of scroll through it and just listen to label it. But to listen to yourself for I guess now it would be about 120 hours. Can you this imagine? Show alone. Yeah, absolutely. Can you imagine just listening? So I, I haven't heard the show as much as you have, Devlin. No, you really have. Uh, but that's and, impressive. I mean, but this it really is great. Is, you're, you do have a photographic memory for it. And the, but this, wasn't this, this is a magazine for anyone who has never heard of Cashing In with T.J. Miller? Yeah. And so then they can just, uh, you know, they, like they could read it and then get caught up on the whole thing. Right. It's actually a magazine for the people that haven't listened to it as much as you. Uh, so you were reaching out to help someone like Cash and then... You also hate him. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't, I don't hate him. No, no, we know, I, I, we know. I just need to bring it to your attention. You guys have actually lost listeners. Because of... No, 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 no. So you have, think you've had 12 and a half, but originally, TJ, you said that there were 25 listeners who all lived in Wisconsin, and you told us all to have a barbecue together and all like bring our own kind of... Did you live in Wisconsin? No. So but you, you can't really believe everything TJ says. He also says he has children living in a well in Arizona. <laughs> Which is true. I've got three oh, actually, kids living in a well in Arizona, and it, I'll well. drop little buckets with the food, and they are not, they've never been happier to see their papa <laughs> when I come around and drop the food, when I do my little food drops. DJ, DJ. Sometimes I'll put it, hold on, this is also still the bit. Uh, <laughs> that's the end of it. That's the biggest laugh that I could have gotten. Was, <laughs> Arizona to well in Nebraska. Oh, I got kids there too. What the fuck do you think my deal is, buddy? I got kids in wells all over this great country. Dude, I've met them. I've met them. I've spoken with them. Now yeah. things got weird. Uh, you've spoken to the kids in the wells? Yeah, totally. You think well, they were called like Andrew or Jack or something? No, they've come up with their own language, culture. <laughs> yeah, because they weren't exposed. I keep them in the well from the moment that they're born. And, you know, they're well kids. I love them. <laughs> I taught him to be polite, too, whenever people come over and like, how you doing down there? You know, they say, well. <laughs> so, Devlin, I, one of my favorite parts of your magazine, you, you rephrase a story I told. Uh, oh, this is amazing. Based on a true story about where an where a animal crawled into my, into my penis and uh, uh, sort of lived Sorry, in my... Buddy. <laughs> it's part of the show. And lived inside my ball for a second, and you rephrase that. And when you know, I didn't know uh, you know an eighth grader was going to listen and write a story like that. Um, it was a pretty harsh story. It's really, no, it's really, really, really. Did it funny. inspire you in some ways? Uh, um, well, thankfully, um, my our teacher admitted that there were too many magazines, so I didn't really read any of them. What? Like weird, and I was really pissed, but thankfully, I got an A plus on. Hey, he got an A plus. Okay, so although. We've ruined some lives. But they're really, really funny. I mean, you know, he went through and he has fake ads. Like, are you tired of your lack of ladles? <laughs> Buy a ladle. You know, because we say that anything can become a ladle if you add in a handle. Right. Like, this is a ladle if you add a little handle. It's a terrible it. ladle. Yeah, you can yeah. ladle almost anything. Even a human being. If I had a handle of that guy, he's a ladle. You no, just got to go... Hold on, hold on, TJ. Again, in a, an earlier podcast story, you talked about labeling people, and you, you did say that if you grabbed a man's erect dick, that would be the handle. <laughs> I mean, right now, this guy over here is like, God damn this show. You know, it's the worst afternoon I've had in a week. Your, your memory makes me think you should be hosting this show. 
You should. I or, feel like I've let it. I've let you down, TJ. No. I didn't remember you saying that. No, you should. Because you say so many things like it involving erect penises. No, hold you, on. And then no, because Cash is so much. He was so much. And then he came back with, "It's true. It's true." Not many people get picked up by the erect dicks. <laughs> have you have you ever done a trivia show? You should go on Jeopardy immediately. <laughs> no, because that's all boring. It's like, oh, some guy who wrote a book and what was his middle name and who was his mistress. It's just boring as hell. Now I'm wondering, are you wondering this also, if perhaps the only thing that you've memorized is the show and then like... <laughs> People are like, at the expense you know, of all other knowledge. Yeah, who was president last year? And you're like, boring. Your parents are like, how are you going to get home? You, well, I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. You know, have the space in my brain for that. I just listen to cashing in with T.J. Miller. But there's a you chart. No, he does a chart of uh, Cash's theory of how old you are uh, affects what coins you pick up if you drop change or if you see change on the ground. If you're 0 to 15, you'll pick up any and all change. 15 years old to 40 years old, you'll pick up a dime, but you ignore pennies and nickels. It's a fucking toss-up. Age 40 through 75, you'll not pick up uh, any quarters, but you will pick up two quarters depending on how far away they are from each other. <laughs> well, now, that was in our show. And what, which episode was that? Okay, so that was the episode, I think, when you discussed... It was the one right before when you guys talked about a, uh, uh, the snowboarding one with the snowboarding poem. Oh, yeah. Remember? To shred or not to shred? <laughs> that is the question. Whether well, it's just gnarly in the pipe to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune by ripping an old-school alley-oop jib-bunking rail slide to take arms against a sea of troubles by ripping a fat, grassy, revert half-carve. Aye, there's the rub, my gnarly, big-panted cousin. Now that was the soul of the sky. Yeah. Add a guitar and say, two half pipes diverge in a wood. I took the pipe less traveled by. 75 years old to 115 years old, you will pick up silver dollars or dollar bills only. If you're over 115 years of age, you will not even pick up a $100 bill. Because <laughs> it could be fatal, and that's real. Um, I, this was amazing. Thank you, Devlin. You know and what? I want to say too. Sorry, I, I want to yeah. say too that uh, I was having a particularly terrible week and month. Awful, awful, awful ugliness of Hollywood that is like overwhelmingly isolating, and it's just there's an emptiness and a sadness that was a darkness that was overtaking me. And Cash was like, "You got to see this thing that this kid wrote," and I saw it, and it immediately made my night better. And I untied the noose and I unloaded the gun, and uh, it really was something else. So thank you, Devlin. Thank you, Devlin. Thank you, and Devlin. I'm going to want you as a guest on my show when you're legal, which you're really not. We had to sneak him in the back, but that was great. Devlin has four copies, and we're going to sell these uh, after the show for charity or something. No, they're for our charity. We'll sign them. Which is our charity goes towards getting a billboard about the show. Uh, yes, in Wisconsin, likely we haven't decided the location. Yeah, but and then when we both, when we've reached the end of our lives, we're going to commit suicide by jumping off the billboard. So we're going to need to keep the billboard going for as long. So we do need your donations. So we're selling these for yes, uh, two thousand five hundred sixty-eight dollars. 
no, we'll, we will sell them afterwards. Yeah, thank you guys. This was so amazing to meet all of you and really and is. be here in Portland. Thank you for coming. And this is now the longest episode we've ever done, but it felt it felt it felt even longer. I. Uh, <laughs> It is. Thank you for having us. We appreciate you guys listening and hanging out. And this is going to be a double episode, so you can listen to it again. Uh, I don't know why you would, uh, but I do know that Devlin is going to listen three times. And that alone makes my heart smile. Uh, So I really appreciate you having me on your show. And I would love to be a guest again. I don't know. The the length of it is primarily my fault. I apologize. But I'd love to come back. Yeah, I'll I'll think about it. I... uh... Uh, you know, there, there were parts... I mean, the whole mask things where you go crazy, I, sometimes it makes people a little uncomfortable. Uh, but I think I'd like to have you on the show again. I think it'd be great. And you know what? Uh, the microbrew, we have to drink that uh, after the show. So let's all go out after the show for a yeah, nice, where are we going? cool, tall glass of... Landlord's admonition that you had a darn well better move that mattress out of the alley, pomegranate stout. <laughs> admonition. Hey guys, thank you so thank much you for having us. Much. Come say Thanks hi outside. We're gonna be We'd love to meet you all, all twelve and a half of you. We're gonna be outside meeting all of you. Thanks so much. Thank you, thank you. Thank you so much.